Blog Talk Radio. Bed Tales, the podcast about Laura Ingalls Wilder, historic foodways, one-room schools, and other social history. This is Sarah Utah, the host and creator of Trundle Bed Tales. Find us all around on, on the web under Trundle Bed Tales and on your favorite social media platform. If you listen or just have an account on a system to get podcasts, please leave positive feedback and subscribe so it helps other people find the program. And with and today's program is going to be a roving report catching us up on a couple places I should have done roving reports for much earlier in the year but there you go we still have a couple of early places to get back to but today we are going to be talking about a couple of events we've done touring plans for before the Iowa State Fair and Midwest Old Thrashers and with that And uh, if you want to be a part of our show, you can call in at 714-242-5253. That's 713-1877-633-9389. That's 1-877-633-9389. You can also... uh, um, listening to episodes live by calling those same numbers or streaming them on your favorite social media platform. And in terms of what's going on, uh, I didn't do a what's going on in Lauren Goes Wilder fandom for October because basically what it is is that a lot of the home sites are closing up for the year. Uh, there's also going to uh, they're going to be continuing episodes uh, if you're a um, Laura Ingalls Wilder Legacy and Research Association member. They're having uh, a sort of program once a year that you, or once a month you can stream. That's going on. And not a lot else. Um, I can say that this month I did add an event uh, for uh, for Dismet. They're going to be doing another radio show version of their pageant, and we're looking forward to that. That started uh, in 2020. I can't remember if it was 2020 or 2021. But anyway, they're doing another one. And we're looking forward to that. You can actually attend it in person. If you go to DeSmet that night, that's going to be in December. Uh, We are also looking forward to um, a Little House cast event. I don't 
think I did put this on the schedule. Maybe I should. It's, it's kind of an odd one because three of the Little House cast members are going to be in Hannibal, Missouri on, uh, I think it's the third weekend this month. Calendar isn't there. I don't remember if it's the third or fourth. I'll have to look it up. Uh, but it's going to be for a Wizard of Oz celebration. And I really am not exactly sure how that's going to work. So that's why I didn't put it on the schedule. But if you want to see them and you are near Hannibal, you can sure do that. And the Iowa Library Association's conferences this month, which is mostly what I'm thinking about. So uh, we are continuing to to uh, work on that, and that's why you're not getting a lot of Laura stuff as we're building up to the conference. I have gotten the uh, videos started to load on Friday again. There is one today that's going to come up. That is one of my uh, Where to Drive and Why episodes, and it's going to be about Father DeSmet. Now, I did it a little different in that I created a, uh, a thumbnail image instead of just picking one that shows up on screen. And let me know if you like that or not, because I'm thinking I'm going to probably start doing that. I did this time because abs- all three pictures were just terrible. I don't know how they picked such three poor <laughs> quality pictures out of the whole thing. But uh, we're talk- going to be talking about the Father DeSmet statue on that, and I think it'll be interesting as we continue to add places we know around DeSmet. And I don't have any speaking engagements this month, but I do have one next month. Um at the Union Public Library. And with that, I think that's the end of our housekeeping. Okay, so uh, I started doing touring plan episodes when, well, basically coming off of uh, my work researching things for uh, our Disney trips. That's one thing they really talk about having a touring plan, which is basically a schedule of events for things you plan on doing during the day, but things can um, always mess it up, and usually there's a plan B and all that. And I did an episode each for the Iowa State Fair and for Midwest Old Thrashers. And I'm going to put a link to those down in the summary so you can catch those episodes up. But uh, we're going to talk about doing them uh, this year in particular. And I have to say that somewhat surprisingly, both events were pretty much back to normal. I was especially surprised that that was true of Old Thrasher's because Old Thrashers is incredibly volunteer-dependent, and a lot of the volunteers have been doing it for decades and are getting to be on the older side. I mean, not that those are the only people, but there's a lot of parts of it that are headed by older people, and I really thought I'd go back and massive amounts of things would be missing, and they weren't. Uh, I don't think, I really don't think in terms of once you're inside the ground, 
looking around that you could necessarily tell it from any other year. I mean, not that there aren't little things, but if you were just, you know, doing a sweep 360 circle around from some given spot, you'd say, yeah, I don't know what year it is. So it really was um, back to normal. And since they're both events I love, I was so happy to see that. The biggest change about the Iowa State Fair was going in. Now, they have limited the access points, the number of places you can get into the fairgrounds, but we always come in on the backside by the animal buildings because that's the most important part of the fair to us. Uh, it's how, um, I can't say it's how my family always went in because Back before they did any showing at all, they used to go in through the main gate. But we've been, you know, uh, most from from most of the time when my mom was a kid on, we've always parked on the backside. So we always go in the back gate. And there used to be like, there were at least two, I think there might have been three, but there were at least two gates that you could get through in the fence. And... Uh, they're down to one on that side now. And it was really slowed down because they were having everybody go through a bag check and metal detector just like they do at Disney, which really ticked off a lot of people. And frankly, it, it irritated me too because if you were doing that at, say, Disney, people really don't have a right to bring in most of the things that you were checking for. Uh, if you're checking for, uh, you, you know, what, whatever it is that they don't want in, uh, you are not allowed to bring in. And there's no real way for you to get them in without you walking through that gate. So, you know, moral, politics, ethics, whatever, all aside, it works. Am I saying it's the best thing to do? I'm not going to get into that, but it works. There's at least a outcome that comes out of doing that. Now, the state fairgrounds are different. There are people there who are showing animals. Showing animals means that you need various things, various combs, lots of things that could be used in as knives that are, you know, tools of various kinds. And even if you weren't needing it specifically as a tool, they were allowing people to bring their animals in, which means pulling uh, livestock trailers into the fairgrounds without having those trailers checked. I mean, there's really no way you can do it and show animals. You just, just can't. And not only that, most of the metal detector things that they would be looking for, say knives, are for sale all over the grounds. Could easily buy things at the state fair. And it, it isn't just the livestock people bringing it in. It's the vendors and the food people and, you know, all these different things, and there's just no way to keep them out and still put on a fair. So it was just ridiculous. If I 
for some reason, wanted to stab someone, which I wouldn't. But if I did, I could go, and I'm not going to say where, but there, I walked by several places where I could have bought a knife. No questions asked. So what is the point of trying to make sure people um, who are walking through the gate, because that's the only people it affected, didn't bring in things like knives? And I understand why they're concerned about it, because there was a big, um, big fight one year by the beer tent, which I think by the beer tent explains it a lot more than anything else. But uh, it, it just is worth There were people walking through with steel-toed boots because that's the kind of people who go to the state fair that are working people and their work boots have steel toes. And certainly not everybody does. But there was a guy ahead of me who did, and he was so mad because he was having, trying to go back and forth to his truck to get some stuff, and they were stopping him every time, and they wanted him to take off his boots because – uh, he had the steel toes, and he finally told them he wouldn't do it. And they did let him in, but they, like, felt his legs and were poking around in his boots. And it's like, yeah, no, th- this is not doing any good. What what possible good do you think this is doing? So that upset us quite a bit. Um, and also, they are now having a maximum size for scooters. Now, much like Disney, scooters have been a big issue at the fair for quite a while. And there are places where people really should not take scooters. You, you, you just shouldn't. But they have always let them in as big as people wanted. I mean, it's it's just always been a thing. And now there is a taped square on the ground and if your scooter is bigger than that you can't bring it into the fairground which really isn't anything one way or the other to me but it was a new limitation and I was kind of surprised by that they are cutting back on uh, their printing and what they're doing you can still get a full fair schedule but you have to go to one of the information booths inside where they used to hand you that. They hand you a much reduced size thing that has just today's schedule on it. And I always like to get the full schedule of the fair and go through and check here and check there. So I was, I thought they just weren't having them, but you can still get them. You just have to go to the information booth. Um so we didn't follow our usual touring plan this year. We did go up to the ag building first to see the butter cow because, you know, the butter cow is an important part of the fair and really your only chance at getting a decent view of it without waiting forever is to go first thing in the morning. So we did that, but then we headed down towards uh, the the. Well, we ended up going to the Varied Industries building first. But um, my niece, Reagan, had uh, some things in the 4-H building this year. So then we went on down to the 4-H building, and she actually had gotten three state fair photos. 
I was in 4-H nine years. My brother was in 4-H for nine years. Each of us had a goal to get a state fair photo. How many state fair photos did we get to combined? Zero. This one year, Reagan got three. And uh, they all got blues at the state fair, which is great. And she was really excited to go see see them. So that put us a little out of order on the way we did things. Uh, they have done some more redo work on the 4-H building and I and reorganized where things were. I do not like it. Um, I used to be able to go in there and walk right to the section that would have that sort of thing. And this time we were walking around and around and around, and I still didn't find a couple things I knew were there. And the help desk, which used to be right by the front door, and was one of the best things about it, it was there was a help desk right there. And now the help desk is outside the actual main hall in the sort of ticket lobby, which they've made bigger to one side. And I'm sure all these changes were so the fairgrounds could uh, rent the place better uh, during the rest of the year, which is fine, but you really don't want to screw with the stuff that the whole point of the building is there for. And it was not nearly as smooth as it was before. Um, the stage wasn't as central. Uh, you couldn't have as long of eye shots. It used to be you were able to find people in that building fairly well because of the eye lines, and they've got all that messed up, so you, you can't see as straight. Um, And I only accidentally happened upon the um, information booth when I was looking for the bathrooms, which had also been moved to a completely different side of the building, which I also don't understand. Uh, we had lunch in their little cafe there, which used to be a pretty good place to have lunch. It no longer is. Avoid it. Um, I think that's about it for the 4-H building. Oh, the photography for reasons I have no idea of. They switched the end of the building the photography was on. Why would you do that? I mean, anyway. Uh, the other big thing going on that was different about the fair this year was it was the 100th anniversary of the old mill. Now, the old mill is a dark ride. Uh, and and I honestly, this is embarrassing considering how much I know about rides at Disney, but I did not realize that there was a show building behind the old mill. I kind of thought the old mill building you see at the front just, and it just was bigger than it looked. But no, there is an actual whole show building behind the building that looked an actual mill. Uh, it isn't entirely the same building because the wooden part uh, had gotten in kind of bad repair and there was a bad windstorm apparently the very day they were going to start working on repairing it and uh, it blew down 
the structure of both the mill and the show building. And so uh, they've redone it. Now, this was 20 years ago or so, but I just they did a special on it this year for the anniversary, and I was like, really? And I went and looked in person, and yes, there is indeed a show building back there. And I I had no idea, <laughs> which I find super embarrassing, but there you go. Uh, it's a dark ride in a traditional sense in that uh, it, you're in a boat in the dark, and you're going along a predetermined path. There are several areas within the tunnel where they have painted murals of the various fair events and scenes, and you come upon one of those, and then it's lit up, and then the rest of the time you're really in the dark. Um, My cousin Julie always says that once you've been to Disneyland, the old mill is never the same, Uh, but it really is kind of a nice ride, and it's super nice to do as part of tradition and as of um, your experience going to the fair. There is a separate fee for it, um, much like you did originally at Disney World or Disneyland where you got the, or at Disneyland where you went and got the, the little coupon ticket thing and put it in there. And we did that, and it was cool as always. Oh, I should say the one part of the mill that's still original is the mill wheel. Uh, when the rest of the building was taken out, the, the wheel was fine, so they put it back when they did the new building. Uh, it was also one of the uh, butter cows uh, uh, things this year. Uh, so... Uh, They had the Old Mill uh, Butter Statue. And one of the classic lemon shake-up stands was gone, but there were still several there. And I think that's probably it. It Every year we try and do one thing that we don't normally do. And this year we did their version of the Skyliner. And I learned that I only do heights well if I am in something where I know there's no chance I'm going to fall and that having a little safety bar come down does not give me a feeling of security. And in other words, I am never going to do the Skyliner part of the state fair again. Oh, my God. I was just, I did not enjoy that at all. But, uh that is part of um, uh, that was this year's unique thing. And uh, they also apparently had to redo the wax on the big slide because there were some incidents because it was uh, had too good a finish on it and apparently there was some um, well actually Uh, getting quite a bit of air coming down on the slide on their sack and not a good plan. Okay, so to move down to Midwest Old Thrashers. Now, I've talked about Old Thrashers before, and it's an interesting place because they have different organizations doing different things at the same time. So there is 
the Railroad Association. There is a completely separate separate trolley association. There is a quilting association. There is Benton collectors. There is a theater museum. There is a living history site, 1840, that does things pretty seriously and tries, for the most part, to be accurate. There is an 1880s, 1890s uh, village that once that just walked off the set of a kind of bad Western <laughs> comedy Western. Uh, so there's lots of stuff going on all the time. And I was very pleased to see so much of it back because truly I, I didn't think it would be back. I really thought 2020 would have done it in. Uh, I'm going to mention the parking again. I have talked about this on the touring plan. And actually, it was very fortunate because I had planned to do a touring plan episode. And then out of, my, out of the blue that year, my brother that day said, uh, oh, yeah, we're going to Old Thrasher's. You want to come? It had just decided at the last minute. And it was a good thing I hadn't done it because they had totally changed the way you got in. Now, they are not doing metal detectors or anything like that, but they are uh, doing a thing where they were forced by the government to shut down a road the trolleys drive over. Uh, They said it was too big of a risk And the fact that there had been zero accidents in the 50 years or so they'd been doing it meant absolutely nothing. Probably longer than 50 years, 60 years maybe. But that meant absolutely nothing. The government people said, oh, it's a terrible risk, so they had to shut it down. So now you are parking out in what was somebody's hayfield, and they have school buses come and pick you up and take you to the entrance. Uh, There's actually several places you can get the bus from. You can park downtown if you want, because they do have things going on in the Mount Pleasant Town Square. Uh, You can park there and come down. You can park at one of the schools, and they have buses running from there, and they have these hayfields, and we always park in the hayfields, which is as close as we can get to where we used to park on the other side of the road before they closed it down. So make sure you know which kind of bus, which color bus. They're identified by color uh, that you're supposed to take back so you sure to get back to the right place with your car. You can travel on the buses for free. There's no charge. They do have a tip jar, and I encourage you to put in a tip because, honestly, uh, the money is used to keep the service going. Um, all the things going on at Old Thrashers, the thing that was most different this year was the Desperado show. Now, it's that 1880s, 1890s village, which I could do a whole thing just about the changes in that over the years, but they have a Desperado show where the people who are in cowboy outfits do robberies and usually the upshot of which is 
their uh, treasure box of loot gets spilled, at which point we find out that it was candy and all the kids can go running in and grab some. And they just do comedy things leading up to that. Uh, my favorite is when they rob the train, especially if you can time it so you're on the train when they rob the train. But this year's had a big send-off, and that was because the Cowboy Desperado show actually had a Sasquatch, a guy in a Bigfoot costume, despite the fact it was super hot that day, uh, came running out at them, and they were capturing the Sasquatch. And I have to say, that is the most creative Desperado show. I have seen Desperado shows in many different museums and many different times, but I have never seen a more creative one than when they captured the Sasquatch. Uh, the lemon shake-ups um, are also available to old thrashers, and I got one of them. Uh, they had a, I think the old, the, it was the state fair that had a possible refill for $2 more, but it, it, it really didn't make much sense unless you wanted to keep the cup. But they had lemon shake-ups there with the uh, kind of a lemon. They put in sugar. They shake it up and put in water, which is the – and ice, which is the best stuff. We got John Deere ice cream where they use a small engine, John Deere small engine, to turn an ice cream maker. We got newspapers at the print shop. And this year, one of the unusual things they don't often have going is the veneer mill. Uh, if you don't know, a lot of furniture, especially cheaper furniture, is veneered, meaning they take the good quality wood, they cut a slice off, and they paste it on top of the uh, regular, sturdy, cheap wood that most of it's actually made out of. And so we got to pick up these uh, slices of veneering. And other than that, it was pretty much the typical run through our touring plan. I can't say either of them needed a lot of change with the exception of the fact that uh, they, you, that you need to leave more time for uh, getting in because it takes longer now, even though it's totally ridiculous and a waste of everybody's time uh, at the state fair. And you have to make sure you have the proper size scooter. So I would check on their web page before I tried to take a scooter to the state fair. And other than that, I don't think anything much changed. So uh, I had, we had a good trip to both events. And I hope this kind of gave you an update on what uh, was going on at the Iowa events this year. And hopefully we are going to get another episode up pretty soon. So watch the rest of the month for episodes of Trundlebed Tales. Remember to find Trundlebed Tales all around the web and to brighten the corner where you are. Thank you.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.